What podcast have you been listening to lately? Uh, primarily armchair experts. Okay. Yeah. Experts. I think it's just one. It's not. It's singular. Oh, sorry. Sorry. There, there are two people on there, so it. And that's true. But Normally three, actually. But oh yeah, I forgot they added another guy. Wait, what? No, oh, you mean the guest? Okay. But there, there's another guy. There's like a Rob character that. Oh yeah, comes in. What, what they call him Wobble, Wobby Wob. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. What's disappointing? Make it happen. Your move ring didn't make a lot of progress yesterday. Mood ring? You have a mood ring? My, my move. Oh, move ring. Your oh, move ring. Oh, tell me, will you bring the key to unlock this mystery? Hey, take him. Talking about your watch. Yeah. Welcome to this week's episode. My name is Caleb, and I am not a sports guy. Wow. Okay, cool. You're going to just mock me like that. You're supposed to come in, Tim. Oh, okay. And my name is Tim, and I am also not a sports guy. (laughs) The episode would just literally go nowhere. We're just both not a sports oh, we, we neither neither of us like sports. Yeah. Well, uh, we like them, but I mean, yeah. Well, we don't keep up. Though. No, no. Are you are you keeping up? I haven't at all. We spun the wheel. I know. I know. Months ago, life has just been so busy. Dude. I'm sorry. I'm not good at juggling all these tasks like you are. You're a busy man. You're CEO now. Got a family, two podcasts, all while being sick. It's impressive. Oh my goodness. Yes. Let's, let's catch the listeners up. First of all, yes, I have another, podca- uh, another <laughs> podcast. Puddlecast. Oh. Pud- <laughs> I've got another podcast. Not a sports guy. If you guys like sports, definitely check it out. If you don't like sports or don't keep up with sports, also check it out. It's for you mainly. Um, we've we've also, already plugged I, it on a previous episode oh have yeah scratch all this no it's fine it's fine plug it again plug it in oh bless you tam oh my goodness gracious it just keeps coming but also i am just getting over covid so that might be a unfortunate norm this episode oh bless you um my goodness how how are you feeling in yourself uh Overall, pretty well. Um, definitely on the tail end of it, but a little uh, sneezy today. Oh, okay. Mm. Were there any big wedding plans that got canceled because of not, COVID? Not this time, nope. Okay. nope. That's good. Well, what have you been doing in your, uh, in your week? I, I say off, but where you didn't have yeah. to go to work. Yeah, no, I was actually looking forward to having some time, of course, to rest and recover and then just kind of not do anything, I guess, you know. Uh, I haven't done much. Unfortunately, I I got sick and then I passed it on to both my child, old Crosby, and then uh, at this point, he's pretty well recovered, but then it went from him to my wife, who she's Mm -hmm. still kind of feeling the effect. So when I wasn't you know, bedridden and, you know, on the deathbed, you know, 
uh, I was doing my best to take care of the family. So it hasn't been the most relaxing week. But I mean, you know, you don't expect a week of being sick to be relaxing, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Anyways. Okay, okay. Oh, sidestep. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. All right. Um, you, what? Can we step? You said sidestep. Can we step back? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Stepping back in. Speaking of steps and getting your steps in, I, we were voxering last night and you were on the treadmill. So tell me, tell me about the treadmill life because. I have only used treadmills in the past when I was a child. Oh, well, what specifically do you <laughs> want to know about the treadmill? I don't know. Do you, because I, I try to run just mm-hmm. every day. Well, not every day. I try to run. I'd like to run every day, but I like running outside, but mm-hmm. I haven't run on a treadmill in quite some time. Do you find it enjoyable? Do you compare it to running no. outside? Well, no, I, and out when we were talking yesterday, I was walking on the treadmill, which is a little bit more tolerable. Mm-hmm. I don't run on treadmills. I, I can't stand that. It's terrible. Um, I, I would if I had something to watch maybe, you know, like if I could put a TV in front of my treadmill. Oh. That could kind of be distracting. But otherwise, no, I, I like, I need scenery to run. I mean, I'm not, a, I, I, I run or historically I've run a lot. I don't really run too much lately. But when I do, I yeah, I can't do this the the treadmill thing because I need to be able to enjoy something about my run. I don't enjoy the run itself, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we we have a treadmill, and I'm I've been trying to just walk on it a little bit more, oh, okay. especially this week since I've been sick. I'm not really going to be putting myself through that anyways. But yeah, I'm trying to get my steps in, and you know, take it easy on my knees because uh, I'm not getting any younger, you know. No, no, you're not. You're halfway dead at this point, too, nearly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, me. Um, will be in, in June. Yes, that's the, that's the big three. Oh, my goodness. Time really creeps up. Yes, I, I haven't run, as I said, I haven't run on a treadmill in quite some time. I do remember when I was young, we had a treadmill in the basement. And I don't know about yours, but this one will count the calories that you've burned as you go along, just kind of mm-hmm. just an equation built in. But I oftentimes would just run the treadmill and just kind of like, you know, you can stand on the outside. So I, oh. <laughs> I would just run the treadmill. I'd be like, oh my goodness, it's still I'm still burning calories. Did you believe that it really it was burning this I I don't think so, but I think what it was was I would like I would play on the treadmill more than I would run. Like I would turn the speed up just you know, only Usain Bolt could survive on that treadmill. But I would like like prop myself up on the bars yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just you know if you could keep up, yeah. 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 Good times. I um I like the idea. My dog is very active and he, he needs like to be outside as much as possible. Otherwise he's just kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm old Hank and uh when we first got the treadmill you know the weather was was cold and we weren't really active outside as much as we we can be in the warmer months so I like the idea of like 
strapping him up to the treadmill and just having him get his daily walks in on that. <laughs> I've seen dogs do that, but he he won't have anything to do with it. Oh, even if you like dangle some treats or something. Uh, I don't know. I haven't tried that yet. Maybe, maybe I'll get back to you next episode and uh, we'll, we'll discuss if, if that was successful. That's funny. I wish we had something like that for Tutney, like a little hamster wheel of some kind. A little hamster wheel, yeah. Because yeah, he gets the same way, but he doesn't go outside really. So you know, it's it's up to me to make sure he gets his steps in. Is that a thing that you do occasionally, though? Take him on walks? I, I just never really see people walking their cat. So that's why I ask. <laughs> um, it sometimes like he has his he has his spacesuit that we like to take him on walks in. Um, sorry if you can hear him snoring in the background. We've we've tried to harness train him a few times, and he does all right. But recently, he's had some urinary problems that we think might have been stress related. And it's also been cold outside, so we we haven't been taking him as much. Mm. Yeah. Well, between Hank and Chutney, we have some real bathroom issues, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. Different different areas of the caboose, but <laughs> man, imagine them together. What a what a mess that would be. Right. Well, Tim, did you have? Hey, oh, well, firstly, welcome everybody again. This is The Ramble. Yes, welcome to The Ramble, the podcast where we get on and ramble. If you're listening, you're you're probably familiar. I doubt, maybe, but I doubt that you just kind of randomly selected this episode as your first with us. But if that's the case, you know, of course, we're, we're thankful to have you. Uh, this is the podcast wherein we share our story of our friendship. It's probably not very interesting to uh, to you as a random listener if you don't know us, but maybe it is. But mm-hmm. we would encourage you to go back to the beginning because we are going chronological, um, yeah. starting in the early, early 1990s, um, oh, and then yeah. quickly jump forward to our high school time. Oh, yes, yes. Mid, mid-2000s, you know. Yes, we really didn't go back that far to the '90s, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's we, true. I we didn't like introduce our our childhood and no, our birth dates. No, no we didn't. No, that's only for the uh, the VIP members. Yes, the paying customers, <laughs> Patreon. Yeah, but if you're keeping up, we're both roughly thirty, so you can kind of do the math. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they picked this episode. I see you've tentatively titled it as shawarma is there a uh, do you enjoy a good shawarma never had shawarma okay was that was that word of the day or i no, i was just you know thinking about uh the avengers uh, oh, okay as i often do ah uh, yes yes <laughs> cool well as i said my name is caleb and as I said, my name is Tim. I can't remember if we entered it. Just to be polite. We did. Though, okay, we did. No, we did. Because remember, we did the old not a sports guy. Ah, yes, yes, yes. But okay. Okay. I'm no, editing. It's, it's okay. Week, so. I mean, okay. Yeah, edit it out. That's fine. All right. Well, Tim, I believe you had a, you had a question for me, didn't you? Not just any question. To the But. On the pregunta. Question of the day. 
Hey, man, what's your question? All right, you ready? I'm very ready. What could it mean? All right, this is, we're going back to the basics here. Mm. This is a classic would you rather be to be. I don't remember the last time we did one of these. It's been it's been a little while. We've been on that roulette. Yeah, which has been fun. It has which been, been really fun. fun. But uh, not today. We're going back to the basics. Back to the outlandish. Classic. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to ask this, but, you know, because I feel like a lot of our questions have questioned the day have revolved around money for some reason. Am I wrong about oh. that? Have they? Oh, well, I guess there was the there was the briefcase back in season one. Well, anyways, so one one episode, one was enough, I guess. <laughs> but, but we're doing a second one, anyways. Would you rather? Um, the only income that you can possibly make is a thousand dollars a week, okay? But you can only receive it and spend it in coins. So I don't know over there if you have like nickels, dimes, quarters, pennies, like U.S. currency, but I'm assuming you have some sort of coin. It's different, but um, similar. Yeah. Or you're not able to really receive any kind of payment at all except for when you retire at, let's say, no earlier than 65, you will get a large pension fund of, let's say, $5 million. But in the meantime, you just kind of have to figure out how to survive without a steady, stable income. Okay. Oh, and then, we, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this as well. With the 1000 a week, you have it in coins, and you have to spend it within that week. Like you don't get to carry over any of the thousand. Hmm. Okay. But it. Okay. Is the floor open for questions? Oh, of course. I'm sorry. I forgot okay. to hit the so open you button. You have the authority to ask her the question. Okay. So. The 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 first option, the thousand dollars in coins. It, do I have access to a coin star machine? Like, can I take this no. to a coin star machine? No, because the only way you can spend the money is coinage. So there's there's no way to like I can't even take it to a bank. Uh, no, it, in this in this. Um, in this universe, there are no coin star machines, and well, everybody deals in coins. It's kind of like reminiscent of the olden times that were what I assume you know, when you're playing video games such as Skyrim, you're, it's just always gold coins. Um, so you just have a satchel with you, just <laughs> heavy crap of coins. Oh, and it's your wallet. Okay. <laughs> you got to think. But it's only you, though. It's only you, though, for whatever reason. Only me, okay. But you just said everyone else pays in coins. So how is it only me? Stop looking for loopholes here. Just answer the question. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of it. I mean, because 
if we're in a universe where that is the norm, it's not. But in this universe, you don't trust paper currency. You don't trust banks. So, in your irrational thinking in this universe, you have opted to only operate using coin currency. <laughs> okay. I feel like some kind of Ron Swanson character. Yes. Buries yes, all his exactly. gold because he doesn't. You, and you love Ron Swanson. Ponzi so. schemes. I do love Ron Swanson. Yes. Um, Lagavulin like whiskey. Um, okay. But this is, just to clarify, this is still like a society like today where yes, online shopping is, is so prevalent. Cor- oh, correct. Yes. And most people which, pay with credit or debit cards. Yes. Which you may have figured out some sort of system. Like, let's say you want to buy something online. You, you've you learned that you can communicate to certain people, certain vendors who will accept your coin, but you have to basically deliver it to them yourselves. Okay. And you have to spend it. And this is another thing is you have to spend it within the week or it it is no longer valid. So you've got to, you can't really trust to ship it. You've got to deliver it, the the coins yourself for whatever it is that you're purchasing online. So it's relatively online shopping is not really online shopping because you're going to have to go deliver the funds. And, and while you're there, you might as well pick up the product. So no more of that artisan dump noodle from Germany unless I go to Germany myself with my coins. Correct. Yep. Or for uh, like figure out some sort of borrowing system to, you know, exchange with somebody local to go do it for you, that kind of thing. But either way, it's a, it's a whole system that you've got to set up in place. Okay. Okay. Now for the second option, it's 5 million or, you know, some big sum. Yes. But that's not until like retirement at 65. Cor- correct. Correct. So am I, so I'm not able to make money. Not like as consistent, stable amount. Like you might be able to do odd end things here and there, but in this universe, you can't hold on to a job. You're not allowed uh, a bank account or um, anything like that due, due to uh, <laughs> extenuating circumstances of some sort. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, do I, will I make enough to sustain will i be homeless or is this just kind of up to me and how i figure things out yeah it's up to you i don't want to you know put that on you you know Mm -hmm. necessarily but do am i allowed to have someone to help support me in this time um no i would not not to the point where like you could go find someone who's like wealthy and like it doesn't affect your life because they make so much money that you don't really need to make your own. But what about like Morgan? Like she Um, works. Putting her in that scenario, she's maybe she can hold on to a job, right? But she's not making enough to like, it's not practical for her to support the two of you and Chutney. In this, in this universe, you are pretty much crazy. Okay. Um, nobody really, well, except with the exception of maybe Morgan, because she already was with you. Nobody really wants to be with you, but you have like a 
rich relative who has basically created this funds uh, this fund that they've locked away like a hedge fund or something until you reach a certain age and then it will be unlocked you and they basically had this hope that you would figure yourself out by that age but until then they didn't want you to have it for fear of what you would do to society and, and yourself and that kind of thing mm-hmm. okay back to the first option so is this indefinite or is it until i yeah. reach 65 nope this is just this is it no i mean like in terms of the a thousand a week i get Correct, yes. Yeah, there's no... It doesn't change. Okay, okay. Interesting. Because I feel like that's gonna limit me in terms of like where, like what kind of place I can live at. Because I, if... Right, yeah, you can't save money in this, in this world. So you, you have a steady income, but it's annoying and there's no real big bulk that you can formulate. Whereas this other one, there's no money at all. So it's... Um, okay, well, here's another, can I, the coins, are they only, like, can I exchange them, like, if I go abroad? Or is it only yes. in the, okay. okay. No, yeah, whatever, whatever coin system that country uses, they can exchange that for you. Okay, okay, okay. I, hmm, yes, yes. You want me to close the floor? You can close it. Let me, let me lock it real quick. Put that padlock on. Yep. Got two of them. Oh, wow. Can't trust anybody. <laughs> Floor's closed and locked. Right. Um, okay. So, I feel like I'm leaning towards the first option. Ooh, coins. Okay. Which wasn't... It's, it's interesting because when you first posed these questions, my initial thoughts were... There's no way I'm going to choose the first option. But upon analyzing the situation and thinking more long-term and practicality-wise, I think I actually would choose the first option. What what persuaded you? Well, I think... Because really there's not much of a... Perhaps in some ways, there's not much of an option in either of these scenarios for me to really have any kind of career, right? Correct. So that kind of puts somewhat of a, it kind of gets rid of that aspiration component mm-hmm. that, you know, society is riddled with. You know, like, oh, what do you do for a job? Whatever. So like, I don't have to worry about that. So for the first option, if I'm getting $1,000 a week, you know, that I can do whatever I want with that, provided I can buy it with, you know, cold, hard coins. <laughs> Um, and and they are they're cold and hard. Yeah. <laughs> they're not soft. Uh, you've tried you've tried creating fashioning a bed out of them and it's not comfortable. <laughs> it's not enough for my back. Uh, yeah, but like I can I can be systematic in what I do with it. So I can hmm. I mean I guess I can never live in a place unless they allow me to pay in installments throughout the month. Um. But like one week out of the month, I can just not eat a lot, but then pay my rent that month. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe I can live in a place that, you know, $800 a month for rent. But then the other three weeks, you know, $1,000 a week, I can buy a plane ticket one week, go somewhere, okay. you know, 
wait till the next week and then all kinds of adventures i like it yeah i like how you're uh you're just having to create a system out of this obnoxious (laughs) you know like I, i i think that says a lot about you like you need some sort of structure and you've yeah. fashion such such a thing out of chaotic <laughs> circumstances i like that. yeah but you know at the beginning i was so hesitant because uh you may not know this about me but i notoriously hate physical currency even cash just cash coins i just i hate it i think it's you know borderline pointless particularly in today's society it it really irks me when I like I go somewhere and they like oh it's it's cash only like that really you still run into that I don't really see that here yeah I think it's it is more of a thing I think it's getting better but it this one thing that here is a little bit behind in some ways um or there could be nefarious activity at some of these places I don't know yeah that's possible but yeah whereas um so I think that was kind of playing on my mind like uh, you know i don't no no cash i'll just wait till i get the million put it in the bank um or the five million or whatever but uh and also for that option i'm kind of very limited in what i can do in my youth like the best days of my life which i guess somewhat argue is your 20s and that's gone as we said but (laughs) you know like once i get to 65 i may not be able to climb that mountain anymore you know? Yeah. Sounds true. Yeah. As well, yeah. What would what would you have done, Dan? Um, probably the same. I mean, I don't hate cash as much as you do, but I hate coins. I I mean I save them if I find them, but I, I don't walk around with any kind of coins in my pocket like on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. You know? There's just there's always noisy and heavy and and if that's the only money I have, then I can't. My pockets just bulging full of <laughs> nickels and dimes. That would just be so obnoxious. And then oh my goodness, I like I I hate causing a scene, being like the person people are waiting on. But could you just imagine pulling out a, bunch, a pocket of change and oh just one second, and you know you're counting uh-huh. through and making sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I'd rather, I think I'd rather be like homeless and <laughs> just not drawing this attention to drastic, myself. Uh, I will say, I think, I think it differs in terms of country though. Like I think I'm thinking, cause I suppose, I mean, I guess you have the golden dollars back home, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. But they're not easy to come by or I don't know if you know if they're still well, in circulation. I, I mean, I think some people use them, but even if you had exclusively golden dollars, I mean, let's see, let's say you want to go buy a, you know, $400 TV. I mean, that's 400, at the bare minimum, 400 coins uh-huh. that you have to have with you in your, you know, pocket or your whatever, however you're carrying them around. Then you've got to count them out. Like, I mean, that yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah. Not to mention just heavy. Like, uh, imagine what that do- does to your back over years oh, of. Gosh. Yeah, by the time you reach forty, you wouldn't be able to climb that mountain anymore, anyways. Ugh. No, yeah, yeah. You better do that while you're, you're super young. <laughs> but even, I mean, when you're young and you're doing it like it, you could do it. But that would actually be a good workout. You know, you've just got a thousand dollars worth of coins just 
weighing you down and you're climbing a mountain and yeah yeah but you know imagine how how popular you would be you know particularly if you've if you've spent everything that you want to spend that week and you've got this big satchel of coins you could just you could be like a little santa claus almost you know walking around with this satchel like the children come to you and you're like here you go tommy that's true and you know toss them five little coins yeah but i mean would kids that like in this era want those would they care and also do you think this is probably a more prevalent question do you think that you would ever find yourself within a week like not having spent the full thousand like i feel like if you don't have a way to save it and you don't i mean be and because you can't save it like you're not able to make like larger investments we're like right like right now i have a house and things that can like entertain me and survive me. So like I could hypothetically at this point in life go a week without spending any money and be okay. Mm -hmm. But like were I in this situation, I feel like I'd have to, I'd have to spend my thousand to like survive. You know what I mean? Like would I ever have a week where I just like, you probably could because you're very systematic. I can't imagine myself like really being like survive surviving without having you know what i mean i i think so yeah um is it is it that you be systematic or do you follow the simple honeybee i so are you saying that you if you buy something with the $1000 in a week like your treadmill for example are you saying that you don't have that treadmill to enjoy the no, next week? No, you still have it. But I mean, I couldn't really invest in any, like a house, for instance. I couldn't invest in a house. I I could never buy a car, which... I, so like even if you have your apartment that you've worked out this system, right, where you've paid your thousand once a month, and I don't know, and then you get a treadmill. I don't know. I just felt like there's always like fear of like... If you can't, if you one month, you just like can't get everything that you need mm. for the week that you have to pay your thousand for the rent and then you lose your apartment. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I, I just see. feel like there's less stability, less consistency. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to be pretty organized. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You'd have to be nails on it because if th- there's any kind of slip up, all stability goes out the window uh-huh. and then you're you're on the streets with your coins. <laughs> ah, geez. What, what a what a danger that would be as well. I mean, somebody may try to rob you. True. Yes. It's not like you can conceal the fact that you've, you know, like if you got even if you had cash, like you got you might have three, four hundred dollars cash in your wallet, but it's pretty compact. But you've got half that in coins and your pockets are just bulging and somebody can see that they may run up to you and rip your pockets open. Wins everywhere. Oh, that's true. But you know, if you had them in a satchel, um, it, they could be a weapon. You know, you can that's you imagine true. being hit by a bag full of four hundred dollars worth in golden dollars? Ooh, that would do some. That's damage. true. It would. You have to. You'd have to develop, um, like a, your own sort of fighting style, and be more aware of your surroundings, which I think you would pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if it's a satchel, right? I mean, somebody could take that pretty easily, I feel like, unless you were more spatially aware and could, like, turn that around into a situation where you, like, swung the satchel around your body and 
have done some sort of like half somersault before you. Oh yes, yes. You know, attack the attacker. Yeah, or maybe you become so one, um, one with the money. One with the money. Yes, that it you develop these superpowers, kind of like Thor with his hammer, and oh, you can throw goodness. the satchel. It'll boomerang. Sa- it's so heavy that nobody, people think <laughs> that they can get it, but it's just too heavy. Yeah, you could just set it down on someone. Oh, God, they wouldn't be able to get it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man, the possibilities. No, are if you could, we could, if you could, if you could toss the money to hit somebody, and then it comes back to you, I would definitely take that scenario. Okay, that that would be the. That's the, the that's one. the kicker right there. Yeah. But what do you name the satchel? Because at that point, it's a whole nother thing. You know, it, sure, there's money. But I wouldn't even want to spend it at that point because by the end of the week, it's not heavy enough to cause any real damage, you know? Mm-hmm. You'd be so popular in that city, though. Can you, like, you're, you're, you know, flying around with your popular, satchel. Though, popular, just like the crazy guy who's got like a magic bag of money. I don't know. Well, I'm, they're not they're not exclusive. Maybe I mean, yeah, you're flying around with your magic bag of money. You're it flies now too. My well, God. if you throw it hard enough, like Thor and his hammer, you know, oh, okay. spin it around and. <laughs> I'm just imagining like the town crazy who thinks his bag of money is magic, and in his mind, he he's flying around right Thor style, like he's twirling around his head, and it's just like. But re- like to everyone else, they just see a crazy man, and he's just like <laughs> laying on the ground, just swinging it around. You know, in his own mind, he's yeah. just a superhero. But we're all just like, oh, there's Philip yeah. again, and his. He's like he acts oh. like he's gonna throw it, and then he jumps up all of five inches. But in his mind, he's yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, oh, jeez, that's yeah. It's like this one time I was I was actually boxing you. Outside of uh, B&Q, which is like a Home Depot here, I was waiting on my McDonald's order. And then the security guard came out and was like eyeballing me. And he's like, we got a complaint about a guy we thought might throw his bag over. Never mind, that's completely unrelated. That was... (laughs) (laughs) Well, because the bag, Tim. Maybe he thought I had a magic bag of money. Never mind. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I know where you're going. Uh, you said that this B&Q is, is similar to Home Depot. It is. But yeah. we don't have, sec- well, we probably do. But I was going to say, we don't have security guards at our Home Depot. Not that I've ever seen. Uh, okay. Well, so. I, I live in Coventry, Tim. Which all the more reason Every- they need Mr. Moneybags you're- to help. <laughs> Coventry sounds like a town that would have a, a Mr. Moneybags, but the, the crazy version. Yeah, yeah. Somebody like loitering around and worrying that they might throw their bag over or something. Uh-huh. They need that. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. There, There's some interesting uh, characters here. Never dull. Also never fun. Get out, buddy. Get out of there. I'm so close. I'm so close. Story time. That was so much fun, Tim. I I didn't expect that question of the day to take that direction. I didn't either, but yes. What a blast. Such a blast. 
And speaking of blasts and blasts from the past, well, I was going to ask you what we talked about last week, but I feel like I always ask you that, putting you on the spot. Okay, hold on. Let me ask you, what did we talk about last week, Caleb? Oh, it's funny you should ask. I was just thinking. Well, we covered (laughs) several stories. Um, You will remember Sheldon Parker. Yes. How could I forget? Yes. And that whole, again, I'm sorry for. You know, the, uh, I don't know. I'm not, it's so funny. Like it, I, I was stressed. I didn't want to share that story, but that's probably the most illegal thing I've ever done. Oh, um, which is not, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn. I, I'm actually a little embarrassed about it. You know, I like, I never really lived, you know, like if I, if I open somebody else's mail a couple of times and like, that's the most illegal thing I've ever done. Like what kind of life have I led? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish I'd been a little bit more bold and brazen in my younger days. Bold and brazen? Okay. Uh, what would, what do you think, looking back, what, what do you know. wish you had done? Like robbed a bank? I don't know. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what's the most illegal thing you've ever done? <sighs> I mean, not, to, I don't want you to incriminate yourself <laughs> on the podcast, but I don't know. Something that they can't, I can't lock you up for now. Um, I don't. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people have those stories, you know. Like, oh, I, I don't know. I'm not talking about like crazy offenses. Like, I'm just talking about misdemeanors. I don't know. You know, like spray painted the side of the school or something like that. I don't know. Oh wow. Okay. Um, Maybe I'm crazy. I just, <laughs> I don't really have wanted to done those things, but I just feel like wow. This is this is the worst thing I've ever done. Like it just sounds uh, lame, you know? Yeah. I I've trespassed quite a few times. Well, you know what? I guess we did technically trespass the park too. Where where else have you trespassed though? Um I've trespassed, I get well, I don't know if it's technically trespassing, but I would go to our high school often. Um and like just hang out on the soccer field back in the day. But this was like no one else was there. I don't know if that's true. Just, just you just Yeah. Yeah. Taking a hike on the soccer field. Yeah, there. just a peace and quiet. But uh, that might not be trespassing. I don't know. But the uh an old fun thing that we used to do, me and my brothers, or sometimes just me, was whenever they're building a house or like building a new neighborhood. We would just go to the neighborhood to these houses, and sometimes they would be left unlocked, and we would just go hang out inside the house. Hang out? What do you do? Like, what do you mean? Just explore. Like, I understand. Like, okay, yeah, exploring is one thing. I didn't know if you like brought a deck of cards and you're just like <laughs> a box of cheez it, <laughs> box of cheez it. Um, no, and it was it was all well and good. Sometimes the windows would be open too, and you'd like sneak out on the roof. It was. You know, okay. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, but there was there was this one girl in our neighborhood that was, you know, I feel like she might have had a bag of money. She was a little um, out there, but one time, and she would like stalk us, particularly Jonah. She was always, and my older brother Matt too, actually, all of us really. But she would follow us sometimes to like try to want to hang out. Maybe she was just lonely. I don't know. 
was she like y'all's age or or like a child? I mean, I know y'all are all different in age, but I feel like she was either me or Matt's age or maybe even a little older. It was weird. Okay. But she would, one time we were exploring this house and then we hear someone come in the downstairs area and we just hear a voice and we're like, who is that? Oh my gosh, it's the police. But it was her. Oh, money bags, man. And we snuck out the side and ran home. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That is reminiscent of, oh, we're getting so sidetracked here, but this is, this is actually back to high school. We didn't talk about Travis, did we? I don't. I don't think we mentioned Travis, but I don't think so. Travis was a was a good friend of ours. Um, he was a writer. I don't know if he's, I think he still writes, but he was he very much loved, uh, like fantasy genre, you know, such as Lord of the Rings and that kind of thing. He was working on a novel, actually, um, in high school. I don't know if it ever came to any like major fruition or anything like that, but I remember him incorporating everyone from our class kind of into the story. They all had their own representer representor mm-hmm. within the story. Anyways, that's irrelevant. There was one. Um, so it was, it was senior year in high school. And that first semester, there were a few of us who had like, we didn't have any electives that we needed to take. So we got to leave at one. And so he and Jimmy and I actually, and there was a few others who had that same kind of schedule, maybe Cole. I don't think you were a part of it that first semester, but we would go down the street after we got out early and there was a a development, like a neighborhood that was under development. Basically what the, what they had done before going bankrupt, because this was right around the 2008, um, stock market crash or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they had cleared this land and they had built this huge interweaving, like connecting sewer system. Oh, and they were going to lay down, you know, a neighborhood over it, but that never got built. So it was just these like tunnels basically underground. And there were like these little, you know, hubs at the top. So I don't know if this was illegal. Maybe this, this was pretty exciting, but we would, we would get in, like we would just, like play tag basically like in these tunnels and and like i didn't really fit in it all that well so i'd have nice squat down and like crawl but like they weren't like used sewer systems right so it wasn't gross okay but it was it was a blast like we used to just like i mean it was a whole new world under there oh wow literally the underworld i that's so interesting i'm thinking so you said you had to crawl how big were the yeah, once you got down there, you'd have to crawl. I mean, they were like... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm picturing like that scene from Harry Potter where they're there, kind of like the tunnel and the Dementor. Like there's a lot of room to run around. That's what I was picturing. But okay. No, I mean, so yeah, you'd walk, you'd like crawl down the manhole, mm-hmm. which was like little ladders built in and you could fit in that relatively good. But like to... I, and it, it was, it, it wasn't like you had, you were like on your elbows and your knees, like army crawling through these but you'd have to squat for me. I kind of had to like crawl cause I'm a lot bigger than everybody else, but people like Travis and Jimmy could probably, you know, when you're squatting and you're running, you know, mm-hmm. they could, they probably had the freedom to do that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Okay. They were scrounging. They were scrounging around. <laughs> they were exact. That's the perfect definition of scrounge. It's like half squat, half run. <laughs> oh, throw back to the, I, I wonder if 
that that man with his cane was in the sewer system with you. He wasn't scrounging actually. He wasn't running. He was barely getting by. <laughs> Bless him. Okay. Uh well, okay, that was fun. Um, that, that was just one story. Uh, the next 10 minutes will be recapping the other stuff. <laughs> but we also had the the fun scavenger hunt with oversized t-shirts and, and the rooster booster. Rooster booster. Um, there was the church reckoning. We thought it was a terrorist attack. Um, mm-hmm. And then your marmalade muffins, of course, your infamous muffins. And then the infamous up on the rooftop, click, 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 Christmas album. Yes, that never came to be, sadly. Man, what a, what a piece of gold that would have been. Oh, man. We need to get the gang back together. Don't talk to anybody from that time frame, really, anymore. No, but no. We do, we do though. That would, that would be great. Ten years later, and we make it happen. Golly. <laughs> Anyways. Right. Well, I'm super excited about today's episode. Um, very akin to our spring break episode. There's somewhat of, well, there is a spring break aspect in this episode, but there's a lot of confusion, particularly on my end, because we talked about a character, Juan, who we're calling Juan Hernandez. And I have very few experiences with Juan, actually. I have a few, but I think you have wow. <laughs> quite a bit more than I do. So I have just Maybe. a lot of questions. I just, but yeah, you have so many questions because I just don't, I felt like we shared a lot of the same experiences with him. Juan, is in, this episode is dedicated to him. We actually tried to reach out to him to have him, you know, share his half of the experiences but can't find him on social media anymore um unfortunately which is no okay perhaps at some point we'll track him down and bring him on the show but this episode is dedicated to him very unique character within our story he um he was only kind of there for a really i mean for really this one year Mm -hmm. um he was kind of there and then gone but he made such a big impact um on our I I mean he was just I don't know. We'll get into the stories and you'll you'll kind of see yeah yeah what we mean. But our first experience with Juan was actually came out of house church. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he had been invited by somebody, and he started consistently showing up. Now Juan was just let's let's describe Juan. Um, he's Colombian. He was in the Corps of Cadets. Yes. But he was Colombian and he had bright red hair, which to me always struck me as like, I don't know if that's common, but most South American people that I know have darker hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but Juan had bright red hair. So that was like, it was just like this unique feature of him, right? Mm-hmm. But he also had this demeanor. Um, again, he was in the Corps of Cadets. And so you kind of assume that he's going to be kind of this... I don't want to say big and bad, but you know, he's, he's kind of got this tough guy exterior. And I felt like for the most part, he kind of held himself to that, but he Mm -hmm. also had a very interesting sense of humor and would often be doing things for a laugh, but he wouldn't laugh. Like he always had the most straight face 
but was always like I don't think he was ever serious, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I'm trying to imagine looking back ever having an actual conversation with him. That I just felt like he yeah. was always trying to take the mic in some way. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah, and I think a lot of times, like there would be times when I feel like, okay, this is a serious conversation. And then you'd walk away from it being like, I don't think he was serious at all. Uh huh. <laughs> that was, but that was like something that he enjoyed, I think was just like, you know, you never really knew. Yeah. But, it's like a shroud of mystery. Yes. Almost. Um, I, I, you know what I think it is looking back similar to how I like to mess with people and prank people to, you know, show love, whatever. And I like to gauge their reactions. Um, I think he was very similar in some ways. Mm. But you but you have a way of letting people know before it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Or at least like you've got a, a nice, like warm smile at the end. <laughs> okay, this guy's kidding. And you know, he's you know, but that was not that was not one. Um as an example, maybe um at least one example. We've we've explained where we lived. We lived at uh, apartment twenty seven, um, an apartment complex that was how far away from campus? Maybe quarter of a mile from yeah, campus. Two minute walk, maybe. Yeah, uh, well, yes, to the one side of campus. Now on the other side of campus, which was probably another five minutes, there were some what we were called the barracks. Um, it was essentially a dorm, but specifically for people in the Corps of Cadets. That's where John lived. Mm-hmm. So he. On multiple occasions, he we met him through house church, but he started kind of frequently visiting and hanging out with us yep. after a little while. But he would, on multiple occasions, he would walk the five-minute trek across campus, walk the two minutes to get to our apartment. He would knock on our door, mm-hmm. and then he would walk away. And he would walk all the way back. So it's like a classic <laughs> ding-dong ditch. But like, there was no like surprise reveal at the end like and he wouldn't run so he'd knock on the door we'd go answer the door and then he'd be just his he's given us no time it's not like he was like knocking on the door knocking on the door and we finally get there but at this point he's just like pissed and he's walking off mm-hmm. no we'd open the door and he would be walking away not running away and he wouldn't acknowledge us he would just, he was just like he he came out of his way you know, seven, 10 minutes, one way mm-hmm. just to knock on our door and then walk off. And he did that on multiple occasions. And he thought that was like, Ooh, I got him, you know? And we we're just like, well, I don't come hang out. Like, what yeah. are you doing? See, like, you don't think that that was some kind of cry for help. Like he was secretly hoping that we would answer the door or beg him to come back in. Or do you think that he just, this was something he, I did? mean, maybe, but we would invite him in, you know, like, because mm. he wouldn't have been far enough to where we couldn't communicate with him. We'd be like, hey, Juan, is that you? And he would just like, nope, not going to. It was so bizarre. <laughs> it was, yes. It just, so many. And just to like, yeah, I don't know. To, And he would do that. It wasn't like he just did this during the daytime as well. He would do this often at night. Like we would, I remember one time we'd be watching our shows, you know, it's, you know, way past when we should be in bed and we would just hear a knock at the door and he's just ding dong ditch. Yeah. Oh yeah. It would, it would almost always happen at night. Yeah. Just so random. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember, so my first 
like solo experience because I felt like um, not not that you handled him better because that sounds like he was difficult, but I feel like you um, he got on with you better in some way. Um, yeah, maybe. But he, my first experience of him was, I remember you had gone home for Thanksgiving break or you were elsewhere. And I, you know, I was looking forward. I was just ha- having a night at Willow um, after work. And, you know, I got my my blue moons. I was in and trying to find something to watch. I land on Vampire Diaries, which is, you know, synonymous with our time at Willow Trace. But then I'm all snuggled in and then I hear a knock at the door. I'm like, oh goodness, who could that be? You know, expecting a whole parade of house church people to pour in again. Um, it wasn't everyone from house. Imagine, church. imagine I left for Thanksgiving and I secretly orchestrated all these people oh to show up. Gosh. I could see you doing something like that. Um, but who else is it but Juan? And he like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you can come in. And then He's like, oh, oh, is this Vampire Diaries? And then we just proceed to watch like five episodes of Vampire Diaries. I think we probably said all of five words the entire time. And then and then I think he just slept on the couch and then he was gone the next morning. <laughs> like you woke up and he was gone. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's classic. That's hilarious. Um. Okay, so one... I don't even know if I want to say it's like my favorite Juan memory, but this is like the the cl- most classic Juan story that I can think of. Moving into the holiday season that year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a event. I don't know what you want to call it. Is is this thing that a church in Atlanta? They probably still do it every year um, around New Year's. It's called Passion. It's like this big college aged. Of gathering for like three days mm-hmm. and you and Morgan had said that y'all were going to be going. Yeah. And so I decided I was going to go as well. Um, and Juan had decided he was going to go mm-hmm. and you had already had made arrangements, um, with Morgan and her family. I believe like you had, you had accommodations yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. I did not, Juan did not. So somehow we ended up, getting a hotel room and so he and i were staying together and he was he was driving us around in his his jeep he had like a classic jeep wrangler yeah that yeah. ended up like first night getting broken into <laughs> in the middle of Atlanta, and somebody stole the gps i remember him being very upset about that but anyways was he upset or, i thought i thought you were like upset for him and he's like oh well i guess they needed it more than i do or something maybe i don't know i don't know <laughs> I just remember that happening. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm I'm projecting because I was more concerned for him. But anyways, this uh, how many college students would you say were at this? Oh god, I mean thousands and thousands. It's ridiculous amount of people. Of Imagine them doing that now in the in the wake of COVID. I don't I don't even know. It just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be a thing. I mean, it was yes, yeah, shoulder to shoulder for what felt like miles. Anyways it was just like a days long event and there would be like different um, sessions, different classes that you'd be kind of taking. And so like throughout the day you're in transition and this is like literally downtown Atlanta. It was in the, what's the building called? Um, I don't know. It's where the old state uh, basketball court 
it was, I don't, they maybe have torn it down now. I can't remember. But anyways, during one transition, I, and I believe you had actually lent me, lent me your uh, beanie, a little hat. It was winter. It was cold. And so I had this on keeping my ears warm, you know, mm-hmm. and Juan is with me right next to me and we're going up the escalator. And again, shoulder to shoulder, people everywhere. <laughs> and most escalators are like this. There's an up escalator and right next to it, there's a down escalator. Mm-hmm. We're going up, headed to wherever we're headed. About halfway up, Juan just out of nowhere, just feels the urge to just rip the beanie off my head and just frisbeed it down towards like the bottom of the escalator. Again, we're moving up and it lands on somebody else's head (laughs) on the down escalator. And so they just turn around and look and I'm just like, what just happened? Why did you do that? And he just kind of has, he would do this laugh, but he wouldn't do that. He would laugh, but without a straight, like, but with a straight face. I don't even want to try to, you, you do it. (laughs) It, Oh, exactly. (laughs) But he would just do that, but straight face. Yeah. And so that's what, and he, that he did that. He takes my hat, your hat off my head and throws it, makes that laugh, but continues to look forward, like look up the escalator. Uh So like, he's not even acknowledging that he did this. So this person who has your hat now is just looking at me just like, I'm kind of confused and I'm just like trying to motion to them that that's my hat. But to them, it just looks like I threw my hat at them because John's not like looking and laughing where like somebody could rationalize, okay, there was some sort of prank or joke being played. Yeah, Yeah. No, it was just me just like, oh, I need my hat back. And they're like, why did you throw that? So like you're, you're the crazy go, person. Yes. So I had to go back down the escalator and try to explain. I don't, you know, my, my friend Juan at this point, he's just continued off. So like, I can't even like, yeah, you know, hold him accountable. Oh my goodness. So crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what did they say? Did they, were they just like, oh, I you know. know, I was probably so embarrassed. I was just like, what? And honestly, the kind of person I am, if it had not been yours, I would have just forgotten about it because it was just so like annoyed and embarrassed. Uh-huh. If it were my hat, I would have just been like, I'm not going back for that. Yeah. But it was yours and I wasn't going to do that to your hat. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Oh, man. Classic. <laughs> oh, Juan. Um, so, yeah, that was that was one fond memory. And then another fun memory or uh, peculiar memory, I should say, is, well, no, it's fun, it's fun, is our, you know, does it hold a candle to our first spring break trip? We'll let the listeners decide. But our spring break trip, junior year, whilst we're at Willow, we decide to go to New Orleans. Yes, this was not uh, really like a vacation type trip. It wasn't just like, let's go sightsee. It was actually a mission trip. We went to some, I don't know the wards in New Orleans, but some specific, one of the the wards that was affected most by Katrina. Mm -hmm. We stayed with a pastor there um, and we just kind of helped him clean up the community. I mean, this was obviously years after Katrina, but there was still a lot of work that needed to be done. So we were kind of helping him um, paint houses and we were uh, helping helping a school that was like in need of like minor 
cosmetic repairs and such. Yeah. So we had decided we were going to go on this trip. Um, and so we went, but also Juan went on this trip. And now we did not, we were not given, um, like, oh, we're all going to ride in a bus. Cause it was probably 20, 30 of us. Yeah. Yeah. This was all through the same ministry that I actually had gone on my beach project with, um, that was doing, you know, putting on this, uh, mission trip, but there was about 20, 30 of us. And we were told we had to, you know, find our way, own way there. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in time, I did not yet have the Camry, which was more reliable. I was with Susie, the Suzuki, and she was already ha- starting to have some issues. Yeah. And so, yeah. and, and Juan's Jeep had been slashed. <laughs> it was a soft top Jeep, mind you. So the whole, the whole top had been slashed. Was that from Maybe the, that's uh, why. Yeah, the, and maybe that's why I was so upset because it was the middle of the winter, you know, and oh, I was just like, well, I've got to ride around in this freezing." Yeah, but also yeah. because they stole his GPS, you're probably thinking, "Oh man, I'm I'm gonna be stuck. <laughs> We're never gonna find a way home. I'm just gonna be trapped." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, you were pretty much our only option. Yes. Yes. And so, yes. So, uh, by. By proxy, and ended up being myself. And th- there was another guy with us as well. I don't remember his name. Um, it was Josh, but Josh. also not Yoshiwiba, and also not the Josh from Beach Project. Okay, Josh. okay. Um, so a third Josh who's irrelevant for, to our, our story. Well, he 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 was a nice guy. He was fun whilst we were there. Not but, super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for the rest of the story. Um, hope you're doing well, Josh, if you're listening. But, um, yeah, so it was, it was up to me, um, which would not have been my first choice, but it was fine. You know, um, the only caveat was, so my car, a, it was this not Lazarus, you know, the truck was happily sleeping. Um, I had upgraded to a 2010 Honda Civic, loved my Civic, um, broke my heart when I had to sell her when we moved here, but just to put it into context, it was a two door. So for a, you know, eight hour, seven hour, however long it took road trip, you know, yeah, not the most ideal four guys. And I think you were in the yeah. back for part of it. Somehow at some, yes. Well, yes, because it would have been unfair. I think had I like been shotgun the whole time and I don't know how to drive stick, which yes, that, that was sick. So, yeah, so I, I had to be part of the rotation to somehow shove myself in the back of this car. It would have been not the greatest car for an eight-hour road trip for two people, but there was four college-aged males just shoved yes, in this. Yes, all place. over six feet. Yes, yes, yes. We weren't, no, there's not even any short in the group. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, as a, so that was point number two was this was a five-speed. Um, and so... You said you do you know how to drive stick now? No. Okay. Um, which it's not that it's not that common in North America anyway, so it's understandable. But so my it was a it was a five speed, and obviously I could drive it. It'd be concerning if I couldn't. But the only other person in the group that could was Juan. So I wasn't having to drive the entire way. It was predecided that Juan would drive part of the journey back and forth. Which, in hindsight, was, oh my goodness, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. We, I don't, I don't think you let him drive the way down there. I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the way I'm back. Sure you did that whole thing. <laughs> yes. 
But we'll get to that story momentarily. Because I wanted to say while we were while we were there in um in New Orleans. So this was again spring break trip right around St. Patty's Day. I guess New Orleans does a pretty big St. Patrick's Day celebration as well. And the first night was actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was the night before St. Patrick's Day, or maybe it was St. Patrick's Day. Um, I don't know. But we get to this school, which is actually where we were going to be staying. It was like in a school. And we were encouraged to kind of like get to know some of the youth out there. So yourself and me and Juan, and we've actually referenced Felipe before um, as you stayed with him and his family. Yes, and you'll recall friends. the... The soft boiled egg fiasco. Yes. So he was also on this trip as well. This is where we met him actually. Uh, he was from our school, but um, he was he was also down on this trip. And the four of us were actually shooting hoops with some of the kids in the town at the school. And, you know, so we were encouraged to kind of get to know them and and that kind of thing. And then we were supposed to transition back to the pastor's house. Mm-hmm. And... So we we were we were shooting hoops and then they said, All right, you guys need to go get dinner real quick and then meet with the pastors. But we were kind of in the middle of this game, the four of us were. So we were like, Well, we, we don't want to just like bail on these kids. So we finished the game. It ended up taking like another 30 minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. And then we're like, Well, we need to eat real quick. And we for whatever reason were kind of under the impression that we didn't need to rush over to the pastor's house. Like I think we just all kind of assumed like the happenings of the mission trip would really begin the next day. But that's just what, where we were going to kind of get, you know, handed our assignments, that kind of thing. Right. So we were not in any rush, right? <laughs> so we go down to downtown. We're like, we're in New Orleans, you know, let's live it up. We went down to Bourbon Street, which is like the street, yes. I guess. Yes. And we're like, let's eat some good, like, New Orleans food, you know, some po' boys, some shrimp and grit, whatever it is, you know. Yep, yep. And I don't know how we found some random restaurant downtown Bourbon Street, New Orleans. And I remember you you found a parking spot and we're walking. We had to walk a good bit. And I remember walking down one street and I thought, we're dead. Because they were like, do you remember this? They were like, I don't know if they were homeless or just like people who were just high out of their minds. But they were like lining the, the, it was that we were cutting down this alleyway. And there were people sitting on both sides of the alleyway the whole way. And like literally we were having to step in between their legs to like get through this alleyway. Oh my God. I don't and they were just like, that much yet. oh my gosh, I will never forget. It was terrifying because really? they were like talking to us and like sometimes reaching out to like touch us. And I was like, if they try to fight me or like take my money, like what can I do? I mean, there was four of us, again, four college days guys. Yeah. So I was like, I felt safe that we were in this group together and they were not aggressive or like, I mean, they were all nice enough just saying, Oh, Hey, how are you? But just in this creepy way. And like, they all just looked, mm-hmm. you know, kind of rough and I, not to pass judgment, but I was just like, I don't like this. And uh-huh. I thought I literally got, before we got to the end of the aisle, I was like, we're going to die here. <laughs> Cause it was just not an environment I've ever been in. I, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, maybe that I, I don't want to sound like a, I don't know, but we survived anyways. We did. We we got ourselves our po' boys, and then we went back. 
and were then dubbed the name the Bourbon Street Boys from the pastor. He was not happy with us. No, he was not. Uh, I remember going back, and he his house was uh, you know two stories, whatever. But he they had a balcony on the second story, and when we got to the house, he was on the second story. And I guess somehow someone had found out, you know, what we were doing, where we were headed and told him ahead of time. So he had knowledge of this when we arrived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just remember him shouting from the balcony on the second floor, Bourbon Street. And then we, I think we got a, a dressing down um, after that. Yes. Uh, not, not physically. We did, yeah. He was not happy. We, we didn't have to. But he, it did become this running joke. Like I think he, you know, we, we got our scolding and he, and he was just kind of telling us that it was dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was right, obviously. Like, he's from that area. He knew kind of the dangers of it. and But but then it became like, okay, cool. They've had their, you know, their public shaming. But it did become this running joke where we were always bur- the Bourbon Street boys. And yes, he would refer to us individually as Bourbon Street. Like all four of us. Yeah. Like yeah. we didn't have a name. I wasn't Tim anymore. I was Bourbon <laughs> Street. You were Bourbon Street. Juan was Bourbon Street. Felipe Bourbon Street. It, it, it's just... It was just this funny like nickname that we all got dubbed, and uh, I just I kind of hated it because I was like, "Why do we do that?" You know, but it was it was kind of it was kind of funny though. Like looking back, yeah, I, I kind of wouldn't have wanted it any other way to be honest, because it, yeah. it set the tone no, in some way. Sure, um, the Bourbon Street crew—that's so funny. But yes, as, as we said, we were uh, of course protected, the proverbial hedge of protection, and. I, I don't know specifically are there if there are any more stories about Juan specifically while we were in New Orleans or if you had any fun no. memories from that trip. No, I don't think so because we we got there and we were given our assignments mm-hmm. and kind of split up. And I don't know that – I don't remember even if we were in the same group, but I don't think he was in our group either way. Because I remember at some point I ended up at somebody's house and I was painting – um, and I don't remember either of you being there or Philippe for that matter. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the main, I guess, purpose of this story, well, of course is Bourbon Street, but also, you know, going back to the car, we, we had to make our trek back at the end of the week. You had made the trek, you know, there, the seven hours you made the trek into downtown New Orleans to Bourbon Street itself. And it's time to go back. And you're like, you know, I don't really want to drive uh all you know the seven hour trip back home i would rather you know somebody else and again i didn't drive stick nor did josh well, well it was so it was the reverse actually he so juan drove part of the way down oh i didn't think he did okay. yeah yeah sorry i should have been more clear but yeah so <laughs> on the way to new orleans we switched about three hours in he starts going the wrong way. So I'm like, oh, you know, okay. You know, he just mis- misread the the sat-nav, the GPS, whatever. But then just what ensued was just a form of just r- sheer recklessness almost. And I remember he was trying to get my car to go 100 plus miles an hour. And I'm just like <laughs> in the back, a nervous wreck thinking, you know, dear God, what is my dad going to do if... <laughs> something happens to that. What am I going to do? You know, back to Lazarus. 
<laughs> but um, so anyways, yes. So I had resolved myself that on the way back, I would just drive the whole way. Oh, okay. Yes, I don't, I don't blame you at all. Um, yes, I do remember him. His goal was to hit 100. Just, which is like, first of all, yes, as you said, reckless, right? Like, that's a terrible goal to have anyways. But you're in somebody else's car. And you have three other lives in your hand. Why would you think this was a good idea? All that to say, we didn't die. He didn't wreck. So I guess I shouldn't be. I mean, I could still we should we could still be a little frustrated, but you know, yeah. it all ended well. But yes, on our way back, um, I don't even know where the oranges came from. I don't either. I think they were just but, left over from a sack lunch or something. Something like that. But we had a couple of oranges in our car. None of us wanted to eat them. But we were, of course, there was multiple college students. And I think we left New Orleans in some sort of a caravan. Um, you know, with other college students, obviously over time as the, as it goes, people get separated. But for a long stretch, we were traveling kind of parallel with another car with some people that we knew actually from house church, um, Caitlin and Kelsey, I believe, and a, and a girl named Ozzy as well. Ah, yes. And we, <laughs> so we pulled up, uh, or we're, no, we didn't pull up. We were driving, you know, normal highway speed, 60, 65, 70 miles an hour or so. Yep down the highway and we ended up, you know, kind of getting parallel with him. And, and I remember Juan sticking his head out the window and he's like, you know, motioning to them for them to roll their window down, you know, like he was going to try to communicate with them. And so one of them did. And then he proceeded to launch, <laughs> to launch an orange into their car and then ins- insisted that you speed away. Uh-huh. Um, yes. And you did. And, there was never any explanation or like we didn't really get to see like the reaction. It was just classic one. So, prank. Yeah. Did, so did it make it into the car? Probably. Okay. I mean, he was, you know, he's pretty good. Aim. Yeah, he was. I, I will say um, that I, I don't think that any of this happened on the passenger side. Um, and why that's relevant is because again, my car being a two door, the back seat had windows, <laughs> but they didn't roll down. So all this was happening right in my visual field, if you like. So I'm, you know, I'm driving the car and he's shouting, he's like, lean forward (laughs) (laughs) while you're driving down the highway. Yeah. Oh man. It's, but that was not the only orange we threw that Juan threw. I didn't throw any oranges. You didn't throw any oranges. No, I don't remember if Juan did, but, uh, uh, or Josh did, but, but Juan did. Um, so yeah, so we threw it at them, which was, you know, all good and fun. Like, we knew them. It was okay. He wasn't trying to hurt anybody. And I don't think he did. But then we pull up to this, like, we get stuck behind some truck, some, you know, slow-moving truck. Mm-hmm. And we we finally catch up to a red light. And I remember Juan's like, hey, roll the window down real quick. And I don't know why you did. I don't, I don't either. I yeah. I should have been like, oh, it's not working. I don't know. It's the, it's the fuse box. Well, let me pull over yeah. in this IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> but we we get to the stoplight, and then as the light turns green, I remember Juan just launching another orange into the back of this truck, um, which could have just ended in so many bad ways. I mean, it, he could have broken a window. Just imagine. Imagine Juan launches an orange, and it breaks out the back window of this truck. This guy is going to chase you down. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. Like you probably could have outrun them, but but it wasn't like an old truck. It wasn't a Lazarus. It was a you know nice enough new newer yeah. truck, Dodge Ram or something. Yeah. But this this was just some random stranger that we did not know. This was a terrible idea, and Wait, you we're know, up in the mountains he, at this point. We you know we're close to we're almost back to Dahlonega. Um, so right. this could have been like a deliverance situation. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? But yeah, and even if we didn't break a window, like just the fact that we're throwing something, like he could have just seen us throw anything, wouldn't matter what it is, into the back of his truck. I mean, to him, it's trash, and that's just really disrespectful and, you know, uncalled for. Um, I don't think the guy noticed, or if he did, he didn't care, but could have ended very badly. Yes, yes. And so, yes, we we eventually made our way back. And we finally get back home. I I think Juan probably just disappeared. I don't know where he went. Or maybe he just stayed at our place. I don't know. But I think we parted ways because we actually came back to Covington area that same night, if I'm not mistaken. Did we? I think so because I just remember driving all that way, not wanting Juan to drive. Oh, my goodness. And then driving yeah. back to Covington. Goodness. Um, should have had me drive I, it, <laughs> my yeah. car should have yeah um, but I just remember I was so excited to make it back to my toothbrush because did you not have a toothbrush on I forgot trip? my toothbrush on this trip and oh my god and I don't know why I didn't just try to find oh somewhere to find a toothbrush because I just ended up using my finger in toothpaste the entire week <laughs> and it was terrible was the worst feeling um anyways yeah i mean we drove maybe we probably got in trouble for for leaving so you were just like i'm not doing that again that, yeah that yeah, that could be it um i was scarred oh man man well one other story that i want to share with with about about one um this is probably one of my favorite one stories and again just very representative of who he was um the the year was closing out and it was finals week and we were actually at this point moving we had decided no more willow mm -hmm. we had actually collectively decided that we were going to be living in a house with uh hunter as we've referenced before yoshiba and then a gentleman by the name of graham um the five of us were moving into the cove the hidden cove neighborhood in Delonaga, the house we dubbed the cove um, and so my dad had lent me his truck um, to help move our furniture out. Um, we still had about a week of school left. You know, as I said, it was finals week, but we were also packing up and, you know, transitioning things. And, you know, we looked back at our year and we thought, well, you know, what was some of our favorite memories mm -hmm. of the year? And we, I think we both collectively landed on the the donut, the Dunkin' Donut run how that how that was so special to us and how it was just such a a wonderful surprise to have so many donuts and we're like let's we before we leave we've got to do one more donut run one more one more for the gipper and so we did and we got another trash bag full of donuts but we also knew we're moving out we can't shove a bag of donuts in our freezer mm -hmm. that would be counterproductive to you know cleaning up and leaving yeah so we're like well we've got to get rid of all these donuts what do we do and Juan was with us at this point. Um, and Juan's like, yeah. "It's finals week. Let's uh, let's go give out some free donuts to the to the kids. That's what they want." 
And so I, I was like, all right, Juan, let's do it. So I hopped in my dad's truck and Juan was in the bed of the truck with a big old bag of, a big old trash bag full of donuts. N- not coins. Donuts. Not coins. <laughs> and we proceed to drive around the entire campus at this point. It's, of course, like midnight, 11 midnight, uh-huh. something like that. And, you know, some students at this point have already finished their classes because as if you've if you know done the college thing you know that like not all finals end on the same day some people finish you know day one day two well wherever we were in the week some people had already finished their finals and i remember multiple occasions stumbling into groups of people who were like i finished my final they're just screaming you know we're done and they're drunk a lot of drunk people and so we would pull i would pull up I'd find a group of people who I was like, oh, they seem like they could use a nice midnight donut. <laughs> and I would pull up and I'd pull up far enough to where they couldn't see me because I didn't really want to be known as the guy who's like doing this. Yeah, uh-huh. But I'd pull up far enough to where they couldn't see me, <laughs> but they could see Juan. And they just see this redheaded, you know, straight faced Colombian guy who, you know, in his with this hefty bag with his hefty bag and he would just look at them and he he would he would do this intentionally in classic Juan fashion he'd just make eye contact and he'd give him a little nod and he's like hey you want a donut <laughs> and the the amount of people that would say yes just to this day it baffles me i would absolutely not take a donut from no. this guy i don't know him from adam and he's you know, he's not smiling. He's not, a, he's just like this creepy guy in the back of a truck with the bag of donuts. But so many people, oh my Caleb, so many people. Took the yes, donut. yes. So he, he's, you know, he's not jo- jovial. He's not jolly like Santa Claus would be. As you said, no, he's got yeah. this straight face. Um, and he's not really explaining the situation either. I've got my window down. I can hear everything that's going uh-huh. on. He doesn't give any explanation. And really, again, which baffles me. Not many people ask. He would just be like, "Hey, want a donut?" And they would just take them. It just blew my mind. But I, I, we, we ended up getting rid of all the donuts that night. And you know, it kind of makes me wish we had uh, been more generous with our donuts the first run. But yeah, yeah, we we didn't have we, we didn't have wine with us. You know, yeah. Well, it's, it's surprising because um, you wouldn't have thought that he would have been the secret ingredient. To. you wouldn't it would have been the last thing I, you know but we thought this would be funny but it ended up you know working out and a lot of people benefited you know from that that last uh hurrah with the donuts oh, classic classic story i i definitely would not have uh partaken but i'm happy and i'm sure he made a lot of people happy as well but anyways that's the story of juan he we he and I uh, hung out some that summer. We'll get into that next episode. But after that, he ended unfortunately ended up transferring away. Um, and then his he and I's path would only cross one more time, which we'll again get there later. But that's the story. That's the legend of Juan Hernandez. What a legend indeed. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the story of Juan. We are going to be trying to track him down or have him on an episode at some point. Um, But if you have any questions about him, we would love to hear them, try to answer them, or maybe have him answer them. Definitely want to hear. I feel like if any, if they're going to have any questions, you know, let's, let's pose this right here. Okay. Caleb, who is, 
more bizarre? Him or Jimmy? Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? Could I would love to have the two of them in a room together. Oh like, man, the stories that would have ensued there. That is quite the postulate. I don't know. That is let's put it to the listeners. Um we need to we need to have like one of those fancy polls um where you vote All right. who was more yeah. uh outlandish. Um I, ooh, that is a tough one. Um I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Lovely to think about, though. Absolutely. Well, anyways, um, where Caleb, if they want to leave these questions, remarks, comments, where can they do that? They can do that at... So our email is podcast.theramble at gmail.com. On Instagram, we're underscore the Ramble Podcast. On Facebook, it's the Ramble Podcast. As always, check out our website, where you can do all these things from one platform. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. But we really want to hear from you. We want to know what your thoughts on this episode were. Which story about Juan Hernandez do did you enjoy most? And do you want to have mm-hmm. him on? Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Yes. I'm so just all- checking if there's a listener shout out of the week. Oh, listener shout out. Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. I'm not organized today. So not organized. Oh my gosh. Oh yes, this is a continuity here. We great continuity. Um, we referenced Jimmy and we're comparing him to Juan. But so think back to our spring break episode. Was there a bag of basil in your trunk, Jimmy? And I posed the question. What do people think happened? Do they agree with us? And a J Patton 33 says, I think y'all are spot on with your guess. Laffy face, laffy face. So J Patton 33, thank you for supporting our investigation, our inquiry. Thanks. We don't make it, uh, we don't want to make any major accusations, but it is nice to know that not the only ones who have speculations. Yes, yes. And we're still waiting to hear back, um, as of this moment at least. So, James, Jimmy, please get in touch with us. Um, it's interesting that uh, the two subjects of the craziest stories of our life, our, of our story, uh, they're so hard to get a hold of. I know, I know. But I feel like that adds to the uh, the mystery. Builds up the the excitement in some way. You can never really know what exactly is. Well, anyways, on that note, I think we out. See ya. That was my uh, my take on um, Jacob. Oh, he says, see ya. See ya.
know to self. Do the things you don't want to do. Ba-ba-dum. Mm. Are you going to say what you're going to say? Mm. <laughs> all day. I'm sorry. I could do this all day. All day. Schmidt? Oh. I'm going to just. Oh, here we go. It's just hitting me. Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus.